How do you feel, okay, when you think back on that early pandemic period, let's say March through the rest of the year 2020, sit with that feeling for a second and tell me what comes to mind when you think of really the gut feelings from that very first wave of the pandemic. Okay, I'm sitting with it. <laughs> I um, I think about the last person I talked to, Christine Struble, who's sitting right outside my office, who's been here longer than I have. I've been at Wyndham Worldwide now for 15 years. Christine's been here 25. She's seen it all. And I remember saying, as we had all left the meeting room, it was uh, March 13th. It was a Friday evening. Is that correct? Yes. March 13th. Um, I, we had announced to the building that we would be closing the office indefinitely, but I remember asking her when she thought we'd be back. And she said, I'd give it a week. Um, and I said, wow, that's, that's mm -hmm. optimistic. I had been in the city that week. We were on a non-deal road show and the city was emptying out. Uh, we were one of the first hotel companies, we were, I think, one of the first in our neighborhood here in Parsippany to close down. But we were hearing that, and we have a lot of members on our team who are related to, work with, married to folks working over at Morristown Hospital, that were talking about how they were preparing. We have a lot of friends were in the pharmaceutical uh, zip code of, of uh, the folks that were working at Novartis. Uh, I, I still do not think is reopened Pfizer uh, that we're, we're, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, about this uh, this pandemic. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a very um, very emotional time uh, telling people that they were leaving the office, that they could take their computers, they could take their chairs. Mm -hmm. Many were asking, could they take their, <laughs> their some of their office equipment? And, and we were saying yes to everything, not at all being sure about when would when would be back. Does it feel, Jeff, like it's been three years, or does it feel like three hundred years? Three years isn't that long a time, but it feels a lot longer than three years. Uh, I think it feels like thirteen years ago when we think of everything that's happened in this industry, what's happened with our company, what's happened with our team. Um, 300 years is, uh, is, is a bit of an exaggeration, but it does feel a lot longer. To More me than, than three, three years. years, right, for sure. Yeah. A lot has packed in there. Can you share an example, you know, back as we're still thinking back on that initial time, can you share an example of something that felt like a big victory for you in those early weeks? Um, you know, getting one key thing accomplished, maybe that you absolutely knew had to get done, could be, even be a small victory, like being able to push send on that email that told people, okay, you're going to go home for a period of time. What represented a victory to you in those early days? I'd say in the early hours, I, I was the last person to leave this building. Uh, I insisted Christine leave. Uh, before I did, she was assisting. I, I did. I pushed her out the door. Um, we had been meeting all day long as a team, and the board board 
room, our boardroom here at our world headquarters right next door to me. Um, and I was driving up to see my mother in Boston and uh, uh, three of my daughters who are nurses in Boston and my wife. And we had released right before I left that evening a communication to all of our North American uh, and no, not North American, all of our global ownership, all of our franchisees, all of our small business owners um, about the things that we had decided that week, that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as we were contemplating running this, uh, this operation remotely, that we could do for our franchisees. Um, the biggest in that note being that we knew occupancy was uh, beginning to fall and we knew how uncertain the times were ahead of us that they would not be required to pay any of their receivables to Wyndham for, uh, we were in March, the months of March, April, May, June, July, indefinitely until they could, and that we would not be assessing any interest charges for those receivables. We would not be looking for anything in return in terms of extensions on contracts as, as, uh, as I know some of them were concerned about or, or wavel of, of windows. And, and, and we were talking about, it was a two or three page memorandum that Laura might be able to, might be able to share with you about the things that we thought were going to be important to them in this unbelievably uncertain period. And I had turned my phone back on uh, as soon as I drove out of the, uh, um, the parking lot here at 22 Solar Way, and it was just lit up with text messages. And it began to ring um, from franchisees and small business owners expressing their incredible gratitude and, and sincerity, not having seen that yet from uh, any, any, uh, anyone else in the industry in terms of how much they, they appreciated that. Um, and, and, and that has come back over the three years, four years, it's approaching now, we're in our fourth year. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So many of, of gratitude from our franchisees in terms of the support that they felt uh, from, uh, from our team during, uh, uh, during that initial period, that first day that we closed our office and sent that note out throughout the, uh, throughout the pandemic. And we could talk for hours about as so many other companies I'm sure can in terms of things that they did to support their, uh, their small business owners. I think the best um, in terms of, 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 of measurement of impact for us as a company, the best measurement is always franchisee engagement. And, and the best data point on franchisee engagement is our annual retention rate. And we watched our annual retention rate of our small business owners continue to improve throughout COVID. Um, it, it went from the 94s to the 95s um, um, in, a, in a pretty dramatic uh, clip in, in, in fashion. And, and more importantly, just uh, was very much appreciated by small business owners who did not realize how quickly their business would come back and were as, um, were as anxious about it as, as, uh, as we all were. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you really zeroed in on, you know, that one thought that was 
would definitely be on the top of mind of franchise owners, which was how we're going to make the payments. How are you finding ways to go after those moments of gratitude now? You know, when we look three years later, a lot of businesses are back to running things the exact same way they did before, especially in a period of, you know, some some financial challenges, economic challenges. Do you think you're running your business the same way today as you did on this day in 2019? Or have you profoundly changed your approach? I would say the changes have been profound on many different levels uh, in the economy in the mid-scale select service space in terms of the flexibility that we continued throughout that, that period to show owners. Uh, obviously, costs have been a, a, a big issue for owners. Uh, many um, many brands out there showed uh, a lot of uh, flexibility. We were the first big brand to realize that in the um, economy space, hot breakfast didn't necessarily have to be something that they would have to do throughout COVID, obviously. So we eliminated that as everybody else did as, as a brand standard. We led on that, but we have not brought it back. Um, we have not brought it back because guests haven't been demanding it come back. Our quality scores have continued to improve, but our big big brands like Days In and Super 8, it was never a defining attribute of what attracted a guest to uh, a stay at a Days In, uh, a hot breakfast. Instead, it was a obviously clean, well-maintained, impeccably maintained room and a great value. Um, and so that those type of, of operating standards that that were put in place uh, to obviously help them throughout the pandemic on the cost side have uh, have have stuck, and I think will will continue to stick. The technology improvements that we made um, throughout COVID, not realizing, none of us realized the power of QR codes. Um, the uh, I had never used Zoom. I, I there, there were so many things that we were able to do from a customer data platform, from a Salesforce um, platform. We, we we introduced the latest Salesforce Lightning platform to all of our franchisees to really help them automate um, their business, their workflow, what what goes on in, in their daily um, in their in, in their daily operation. Um, mobile booking apps. Uh, we in the midst of the pandemic were able to roll out, uh, really helping them from check in to check out. Um, mobile key in the select service space really hadn't been pushed. Uh, out the way uh, we pushed it out, mobile tipping. I think there is so many technology advancements in addition to the brand standards everybody immediately did and talked about that have been introduced that in terms of how our managers, directors of operations, our franchise service directors support our hotels um, will be, uh, I think, you know, forever changed in terms of the ease and the cost savings given the constraints of labor throughout the pandemic. And, uh, and the increased cost of labor throughout the pandemic that, that have really actually, our franchisees had a better 2021 than they did 2019, which is pretty incredible. I mean, I, I, we've talked before about how, fra uh, how our franchisees break, break even with an occupancy of, of roughly 30%. And here they were, they were doing significantly better than 30% occupancy with all of these technology improvements, brand standard flexibility improvements that were really on a cost per occupied room increasing their margin and to see 
22 better than 21, 21 being better than 2019. Um, everything we showed from a flexibility standpoint in terms of our engagement, in terms of pay us back when you can, uh, while we were obviously concerned a bit about, uh, a, a lot about, you know, what that would mean from a cash flow standpoint to our business, uh, our business came back faster than anyone would have expected. 21 being better than 19, 22 better, being better than 20, uh, 21, and we're off to a, an amazing start in 23, That's which is why it feels a lot longer than three years ago. That's got to blow your mind a little bit. You know, um, I don't want to use the term silver lining of the pandemic, but almost a unexpected side effect when you look back and think, oh, we should have been doing this stuff for so much longer as an industry. Um, you know, what a, what an acceleration over the last three years in terms of a lot of those programs that have made collectively the industry, I think, a lot more efficient. We've tried, we, we uh, our technology team, uh, Scott Strickland and his group, we, I think, have one of the most um, talented teams uh, in, in the industry, thought of things at every turn on how, okay, if hiring guest service agents at the front desk is a challenge, how do we allow the one or two that you have to not have to answer the telephone? We didn't mandate that we could take all of the calls coming into your hotel off of your PABX and route them to a professionally run call center where we didn't lay off anybody. In fact, we staffed up because 5,000 of our franchisees raised their hand and said, sign me up for what we call signature reservation services, where we're not making any money at it, on it, but we are taking all the calls that would free that one front desk agent at a Days Inn or a Super 8 or La Quinta to check that guest in while we were able to make the reservation, make the booking or answer the question of, of what was uh, what was coming in. Same thing with texting. I mean, we weren't on, uh, we weren't even thinking about how we could how we could text guests to take the load off of the small business owner, the franchisee, when it came to the calls that would come in from from a from a guest in terms of directions or um, a question they might have about their upcoming stay. So those things, Steph, I think are 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 all gonna stay with us. I don't think any of that goes back to the way it was before. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, Jeff. Can you share any examples of something that you feel in hindsight? You know, those are all good things that in hindsight turned out well, but anything that you feel you wish you would have done differently, something that kind of might tug at your heart or pop into your brain every now and then and think, oh, I wish I would have done it differently. Well, there's a lot of things. There's more in us that uh, tug at my heart. Uh, that I, I wish I would have done differently. Um, I think the, the the toughest thing that everybody in this industry went through, uh, we were certainly no exception, um, was saying goodbye here at the corporate level, not so much out in the field, uh, really not at all in the field uh, in terms of the franchisee owner facing personnel, but at the corporate level, saying goodbye to some really talented people who had been here for um, dozens, decades, uh, often in terms of doing what we thought was an appropriate thing, uh, given that we weren't in the office and we didn't know how long as, as those weeks became months. But the one thing I, I would say that we were really proud of, we closed on March 13th, 
by the first week of April, we let everybody who was going to be impacted, who through no fault of their own, great um, people, friends, family, we let them know that we would not be needing them so they could go out and find another job. One of the things we didn't want to do was place these team members on furlough with a question mark of, we're not sure if we're going to have a job when the home office here in New Jersey decides to reopen. Um, but it's still, I mean, what tugs at your heart is, is, is saying, you know, goodbye to people that you, you, you are again, through no fault of their own, incredibly close with, and we're, we're doing a great job in, in areas like the mailroom that might, you know, never, ever be the same again. Um, I don't think I've used this, mm -hmm. uh, this telephone, uh, since I've been back in the middle of November in terms of of uh as opposed to my my cell phone you know how that right. are you are you using the telephone no there? the telephone no. on the desk is going to be so a, many things a relic and 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 so many people that supported uh functions like that were changing but it was it was it was obviously a very emotional time but we we were we we felt good about about um i don't think you could ever over communicate or communicate more quickly uh when it comes to team members um things that we might have, you know, I, I often think I've done differently. And I, I, I wonder about this often is when was the right time to launch a new construction brand that we've talked a lot with you about mm -hmm. and covered uh, since, uh, since we announced it, Echo Suites by Wyndham. I mean, there's no reason right. I, I often ask myself that while there wasn't a Hunter Investment Conference in 21, that we couldn't have launched Echo Suites by Wyndham in 21, as opposed to launching it at the Hunter Investment Conference in 22, which I think is the last time I mm -hmm. I interviewed by you mm -hmm. right outside, walk, walking out right outside the yes. launch of, uh, of my general session panel. We launched that in March of 2022. We announced on our third quarter call, we had awarded uh, 120 contracts. We just had a fourth quarter call where we announced 170 contracts. I could tell you today we're at 200 contracts, which we'll talk about on our next call. The demand for that brand just took off because I think the one truism in this business is our small business owners, our franchisees firmly, honestly believe that there is no better time to be building a select service extended stay product or a select service hotel to begin with than right now because they really believe in their core that we're at the very beginning, maybe the first or first inning of what will hope, hopefully be like the cycle that ended in 2019 and 11 inning game. So if I could build a hotel today, well, I could have, we could have, our team could have maybe been a, a bit faster on that, but you can't think back. We're happy that it's the fastest growing brand in, uh, in the industry for 2022 and, and, uh, and it, it does make you realize too, just, you know, we, we think a lot about how we change ourselves or how we may have done things differently or, or how it affected us personally, but everybody was going through those same types of, of questions at whatever, wherever they were in the business. So I seems to me that people within the larger hotel industry, whether they're franchise owner brand, um, anybody has just really dug into that reflection in terms of 
finding what works for the moment, recognizing that the world has changed in such a large way that it does have an impact on how people travel, where they stay, how they're approaching it, you know, that wouldn't have been the same had this pandemic not happened and we had just continued on our merry way for the last three years. That's just my take. I agree. So Jeff, I have two more questions for you. And this one is um, about how you think relationships with people have changed as a whole. You know, in, in those very early days, I think there was so much, uh, you know, people understanding that we were all going through this, that that idea of we're all going through this together. So let's share grace. Is that still there? Or do the realities of running a business that needs to be profitable in a time that it is tough to do so prevail and some of those human touch parts of relationships fall away, do you think, or do you hang on to those? Oh, I, I, I don't think you only hang on to them. I think that become stronger in terms of the trust that, that as I began, we have with our franchisees, the best measure being again, retention, which moved mm -hmm. from uh, in the depths of the pandemic, 92 to 93 to 94 to 95, kept climbing um, to uh, to our relationship with our team members. You know, I talked early on about how tough it was to say goodbye to trusted, valued team members, but we did it with 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 tremendous empathy. We did it early. We let them know their fate early. We did not keep them on on furlough and then say goodbye. Um, and we also communicated in the spirit of transparency and honesty and communication really early as we were reopening our offices in the fall of 21, that when we surveyed as everybody did, as I'm sure your company did, um, team members uh, uh, often about what they were looking for in this new working relationship when we come back. And we announced very early that we will be hybrid, that we will be in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but we will be hybrid the office will, this headquarters will be closed on Monday and Friday. Uh, and that went such a long way when we said to them early on, right from the outset, that it would not change, that we would not be changing our mind and requiring you to come in on Monday or Friday, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. And a, a, a remarkable thing happened. We finished 2022 with a high, full year. We announced it in the fall of 21 with a higher team member retention rate than we had back in 2019. And so the relationship between our team leaders, uh, our senior leadership team and the team members they lead, I think has become a lot more trusting. We knew how much harder our team members here corporately uh, and, and around the country and around the world in our offices in, in, in London or Dubai or si Singapore or Shanghai, we knew how much harder because of the changes we were making because our business model was changing in, in so many ways and technology was, was changing it. We, we knew that, that a, lot, a lot of our team members had more on our plate, um, but that it was absolutely positively okay if you had moved and uh, you were suddenly in Florida, or you were in California, or you're uh, you're you're living in Vail, but had a job where you could continue to do it remotely. That 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 was okay as well. And and I think 
there's a lot more uh, trust. We we just um, WSA the spinoff of Conexa just completed its first employee engagement survey since COVID, and we had not only the highest participation rate of our corporate team members around the world, we had the highest results, um, significantly above the high performing norms of the 20 million companies that they that they track, and so I. I, 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 I do think we have a happier and a more um, productive workforce and team uh, than, than we ever have. And I know for, for a fact that we have a much more engaged group of small business owners than, than we had pre-COVID because of that all-important um, re voluntary retention rate. And trust is that key word, isn't it? Because trust absolutely has to be earned and it's not just given Absolutely. in a fake way. Yeah. So last question for you, Jeff, this one's going to be a fun one. If you could go back in time, let's say to April, 2020 and give yourself a piece of advice or even an item that might've helped you at the time, what would it be? <laughs> um, I say this to my four daughters all the time. It's get more sleep. I, I, I really believe uh, in the power, especially in stressful periods of time, but just we're all aging in, in the power of, of sleep, of getting more than your, your fair share of sleep, of getting over eight hours of sleep. I, I, I think I slept nine, uh, maybe 10 hours last night. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm up and out of the house at five o'clock every day, but I love to be in bed with a good book um, by 7.30, 8 o'clock if I can. Um, and I usually don't get more than a page or two or three. Uh, turn on that on that good book before I uh, before I, I I fall asleep. I don't think there's anything more important than shutting off, especially throughout those COVID days, uh, and and realizing that everything that is on your desk, everything that is on your plate, all of the all of the pressure. We'd say this to our team all the time: is going to be there in the morning at 5 a.m. or 7 a.m. or 9 a.m. Whenever you whenever you <laughs> You decide to wake up. We, I know I have a lot of night owls on my team that don't uh, don't ever fall asleep before midnight because they're sending me emails at midnight. I'm just not reading them at midnight. I'm uh, I'm asleep and uh, um, that and exercise. I think I, I everybody, all of us, everybody we talk to, mm -hmm. um, everybody that we know uh, is in better shape. I think today, by and large, than they were before COVID because of of realizing the importance of not only sleep, but, uh, but exercise.